This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. With less than two weeks to go before the municipal election, the latest poll shows it will be almost impossible for mayoral challenger Jennifer Keysmet to overtake John Tory. A forum research poll suggests 50... 50- 56% of decided and leaning Toronto voters support Mayor Tory, and he also has a 56% approval rating, and that compares with 29% support for Keysmet. But, and it is a big but, she's nearly tied with him for voter support in the old city of Toronto. So what does that mean? Is there an actual race? Is this setting up the old city versus the suburbs divide? Want to hear from you and what have you thought of her message so far? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now we are going to William Shatton, who is the Vice President of Research and Analytics at Forum Research and a Kanji, VP of Government Relations for Sutherland Corporation. Hey, guys. Hi, Libby. How are you doing today? Fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, Libby. Okay. Everybody's on board. Let's start with William. Uh, were you surprised by these results? And, and in your analysis, does it show that Jennifer Keysmat can't catch up? So... These results have been very consistent uh, across our polling over the past couple of weeks and, and several months. So on, on this, and John Tory is doing quite well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've, we've done three polls, uh, you know, since the beginning of September to today's most recent poll. And all of them have been very, very consistent. Tory at, um, you know, kind of mid-50s in terms of uh, support. And Jennifer Keys not hovering around kind of uh, 30%. So... She's done an excellent job with the campaign, I think, but she just hasn't shifted the needle um, as far as obviously she would have liked. And with 11 days left before the vote, um, you know, it would take something very, very dramatic for, for anything to change. Aleem, do you think it's it's all over? You know, the biggest challenge, I think, for Ms. Keysmat, um is is really um, what I well, I what I like to call um, is 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 getting uh, out of uh, being an SOV, and and what I mean by that is not what your listeners are probably thinking of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> I'll get to that. Uh, and and what an SOV is 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 somebody that really is just self a blur, um, and and being a downtown centric, a progressive, an urban um, thinker has its pluses and and its and its uh, minuses. The pluses, of course, is that she's leading in, in, in the old city. But the challenge, I think, for Ms. Keysmat is, you know, she really hasn't made much of a dent in places like Scarborough and Etobicoke, um, places like North York. Um, and and you, you're going to need that to win, um, to win uh, uh, the mayorship of, of running this city. You, you can't just be a, a downtown-centric uh, uh, leader. And so I think that's been a challenge. Now, on the other hand, I would look to Ms. Keysman and I would say, this is the first time she's run for anything. 
And I, I would I would suggest that this is not going to be the last time we have heard from her uh, in the municipal or potentially even provincial realm uh, as she launches her political career forward. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people expect that. But Elim, do you think is this uh, setting up or exacerbating the old city versus the suburbs? divide. Uh, a lot of people now say that's old-fashioned. It's, it, that's not really the way it breaks down, but uh, it certainly looks that way from, from this point of view. Yeah, I think that there's going to be part of that in, in the discussion um, of, of, you know, do we want to talk a bit more about bike lanes and tearing down the Gardner uh, as Ms. Keysmet has, or are we going to take a, a bit more of a, uh, a wider lens on, uh, on city uh, and civic affairs? And, you know, to Mayor Tory's credit, one of the things that he has done, uh, I think, remarkably well over his term of office is really bring the city together. And I would say that extends well beyond the city of Toronto's borders. He has reached out to the Mississaugas, the Markhams, the Pickerings of the world. Um, In fact, as far as even Kitchener-Waterloo, when you look at the Waterloo Innovation Quarter, that is something that he has led. And I think... I think uh, he would thwart that that part of the discussion and say, uh, I'm not looking at this just from a city perspective, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, the 905 and the 416, people don't care about this sort of stuff. They all, uh, uh, you know, are identify themselves, certainly when traveling internationally, of saying that they're from Toronto. Um, and I think he's brought that, that sort of wider lens to... Uh, to the discussion around civic affairs in the last four years. I would also, I would also add that um, on that same thread, you know, Tory is positioning himself as a consensus builder, and even beyond working with neighboring municipalities, uh, you know, he's also positioning himself as being, you know, the person to help deal with these two very different leaders at both the provincial and federal level. Uh, so again, you know, he's, he's, from looking back at different mayors and kind of our recent history, he's definitely positioned himself as a stable, kind of true, kind of diplomat. And I think he's doing quite well with, with resonating that message with, with voters in the city. Uh, do you see that, William? Did you see that as a, a factor for people? I mean, I know one of the questions that I've asked uh, Jennifer Keysmat because she's very critical of Doug Ford, is how, how are you going to work with him? And uh-huh. she says, oh, sure, I will. But is, is that an issue for voters? I, I mean, I don't know if necessarily voters really, truly, uh, or at least very, very keen, you know, very political Political savvy voters would understand the implications that uh, the mayor has to work with, uh, you know, the premier and, and the federal government as well. Like looking at a big issue for everyone in Toronto is transit, right? And the city can't fund transit by itself, right? You're going to have to work and you're going to have to partner with the provincial government. You're going to have to partner with the federal government. There's, there's shared expenses that need to be made. And part of all of those negotiations is having good relationships uh, with, with the premier and with the prime minister. Right. So, uh, and, and again, I think people do understand that a, a little bit, um, at, at least. But yeah, those relationships are important. Mm-hmm. Um, Aleem, um, you know, uh, after we finish this segment, we are going to be talking to the current Brampton mayor who is running mm-hmm. again. Uh, but Aleem, um, who uh, who is in and out in the 905 region? Yeah, that's a great question, Libby. Um, you know, and I know this, this show certainly extends well beyond the city of Toronto's uh, reach, uh, uh, as I sit here in Markham, Ontario, right now, uh, but look, I think there's a lot of um, a lot of um, uh, stability that we're going to see in the 905 as uh, as well. And when you look at places like uh, Mississauga uh, and Bonnie Crombie, uh, I think when you look at Markham and Frank Scarpitti, 
uh, extending eastwards to places like Pickering and Dave Ryan, you know, these folks are going to be reelected uh, in 11 days. They have shown uh, progressive uh, leadership. They have built uh, inclusive cities. Um, and and I think I think we're going to see um, a, a lot of uh, folks reelected uh, up in the 905. Now, that's not to say everyone's going to get in. We do have a race up in Brampton, of course, former PC leader Patrick Brown uh, going up against incumbent Linda Jeffrey. Um, do you and, have a uh, prediction there? Yeah, I think it's going to be really tight. I think it's going to be very close. And, uh, you know, uh, the the often courted seniors vote um, is, is something that... Uh, but I think both are going to uh, uh, try to uh, uh, win up in Brampton. And uh, not to let the cat out of the bag, but I, I, uh, my sources are telling me that we will see an announcement from uh, the mayor of Brampton, uh, Linda Jeffrey, later this afternoon, talking about what she's going to be doing for seniors. So, Well, maybe uh, she will tell us, because uh, a big part of our audience are older Canadian Zoomers. That's right. And uh, and so I think she'll speak to that. And not to be uh, left out, but I think Patrick Brown is certainly courting um, a very, very strong reach into the ethnic uh, communities, the Sikh communities in particular, uh, alongside the uh, the seniors vote, which, uh, which everyone's after, uh, because seniors come out and vote. Uh, and uh, youth generally don't, uh, particularly in municipal campaigns where you see about 35% of the people coming out uh, it's it's a lot larger amongst uh, seniors, so uh, that'll be a fun race to watch for sure in uh, Patrick Brown versus Linda Jeffrey. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, and uh, William, do you have a sense of what the actual ballot question is for the mayor's race in Toronto? Because even people outside Toronto and all of the GTA kind of have a special interest in it. Yeah, in terms of in terms of most important issue, um, you know, among the city, it's definitely transit, uh, infrastructure, uh, dealing with growth, uh, and part of that growth is, is beyond just transit itself. It's also uh, affordable housing. And we have seen, you know, Keysmat to her benefit, she has some very bold ideas, some very innovative ideas, uh, focusing on transforming the city. But just some of the questions that kind of come up with, with some voters that lead to some hesitation is, is the question of funding, right? It's, it's kind of, it's, it's great to put forward these, these solutions, these ideas, but these ideas cost money, and where are you going to get the funding from? And again, that ties into these relationships with the different levels of government, right, and why they're so important. Right? The city can't do this by itself. It's facing some very serious issues that are going to require some very serious funding. Okay. Right? So, you know. I'm going to just take uh, one call before we wrap things up. Diane in Toronto. Hello, Diane. Hi, Libby. Uh, just a comment regarding the race in Toronto. Uh, I'm not in favor of Jennifer Keesmat. Uh, I just don't see any substance there. Right off the right off the bat, it was you know John's not strong, I'm strong. He's not pretty, I'm pretty. He won't do this, I will do this. So there's no substance there. All I see when I see Jennifer is another rock star wannabe. We already have one of those in Ottawa. We don't need one in Toronto. Okay, Diane, thanks for that. I don't think she's uh, been running on on her looks, uh, and she does have a lot of ideas. A lot of people would disagree with them, but she's uh, not not lacking for ideas, whether you like them or not. Maybe lacking with uh, a little explanation about how she's going to pay for them. Um, that's uh, about it. So, uh, William, any more polls before the actual day? Uh, yes, yeah, we have some interesting polls coming up, and uh, I think we're going to focus uh, on some wards, uh, some contentious wards uh, in the next few days, so keep an eye out for those, and then we'll be doing a, a final poll just to see if anything changes in the next 11 days um, uh, right before the election. Um, 
So, so yeah, uh, keep an eye out. And Aline, before we go, you've mentioned the Brampton race. Um, anything else uh, that you consider a really interesting, contentious, and tight tight race for us? Yeah, you know, um, I, I would just come back. I, I think that's going to be the main one in the 905. Certainly, the race in Brampton is the one we're going to have the popcorn out for on, on election night. Um, but I will come back to one one point if I can. When you look at the issues, I know transit and affordability have been brought up. I would say this as well. When you look at the issues around crime and gun violence uh, in our city, in fact, across our region, that bleeds into the 905. I think that'll be a big issue coming up uh, in uh, in the election across Toronto and other GTA municipalities. And I think looking closer to Toronto, um, the real question will be some of those city council races and will the mayor, in fact, have control uh, of, uh, of 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 council in a in a in a strong mayor system of, of uh, 25 uh, councillors, will the mayor actually control that balance of power? That is something I think we're going to be looking forward to uh, as we inch closer to, uh, to Election Day. Okay. Thank you, William Shatton, Vice President at Forum Research, and Aleem Kanji, Vice President of Government Relations at Sutherland Corporation. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.